Welcome to Preach, Kev. Preach with Rashad. We are the prophets. Wherever you listen at 12 Ounce Sports, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Happy New Year. New Year's Eve, the 31st, man. What's going on? Yeah, man. It's the end of the decade. We made it through 2019. Well, heading to 2020, man. So fresh vision, fresh goals. And it was honestly a real good decade, man. Personally, like just everything we accomplished and as far as like the growth and maturity of ourselves and just stuff that happened within sports, the world. It's been a lot, man. It's been one hell of a decade, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the next decade uh, brings to us. Yeah, man, because we, uh, we both we both got to graduate what high school and college in, in this decade. Uh, I guess I guess the next decade will be crazy because, you know, that's probably when we both had kids. So so at, at least this one was all about us, you know, for the most part. Got a whole lot longer we can. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real though. Uh, and we got we got a very interesting topic. I mean, just just the, the little different things about the decade to go through. Um, you know, like a favorite a favorite team, and all that stuff like that. We gonna get into that a little bit later. Uh, but first, man, we had some interesting stuff over the weekend. Started with the college football playoffs. Now that's something that we were. You know, to talk about last week, and we talked about who could come out and what each team needed. I know I I, I, I debated with a bunch of uh, different fans uh, from around the you know around the globe or whatever, talking about different teams, and I was trying to tell them, you know, I don't really have a horse in this race. Uh, I, you know, these are these are not my favorite teams. I just want to see great football, and we only got one good game <laughs> from from this weekend of that. So let's all let's all the LSU LSU massacre, man. Uh, Against Oklahoma, sixty-three to twenty-eight, and Joe Burrow, man, but the Bayou Bengal, seven touchdowns in the first half. Like, I, I think I seen some kind of some kind of tweet saying that Joe Burrow had more more passing touchdowns than Matt Ryan had in in that stadium, and I thought that was pretty funny, um, just just because you know the Falcons always played there, every, you know, at least eight times a year. So, uh, I thought that was pretty funny. But what what would you your take from the game, man? Man, utter destruction. <laughs> like that was that was crazy, man. I thought it was gonna be a closer game. I even thought Oklahoma would have had a chance to pull off an upset towards the end, but they never got anything going. Like I knew that opening drive, I was like, they kinda gotta set the tone and score, but they didn't. LSU hit them with a quick strike, and then before you know it, man, it was it was all down here before <laughs> you like when when it got twenty one seven, I'm like, all right, they need to Keep pace, but after after that last touchdown, twenty eight seven, I was like, "Oh, it's it's done." I kind of had a little bit of hope, you know, just saying like, "All right, well, they can still make it into a game. They get to halftime, get it close, be down 10, 13. You know, we saw it happen with LSU and Bama. They were both, you know, they were both racing Bama. The damn Bama made to come back in the second half, and LSU held on to win it. But Oklahoma just didn't have the the horses that Bama had, especially not defensively. Couldn't get no pressure on Joe Burrow. I mean, he was he was just lighting it up. Yeah, th- this is the third year in a row that Oklahoma made the playoffs, and you know, I still I still would tip my hat off to Lincoln Riley. Um, you know, from, from what he was, because really, to be honest, 
I knew that Oklahoma was a team that shouldn't have been this good. Uh, it's crazy how something, you know, something drastic happens to you and then that changed your whole program. And that was when Jalen Hurts decided to transfer there because I believe they was going to start that true freshman. Um, I think his name was Rattler or something like that. Um, he was like, I think he was like number one passing, the po- one, number one pa- pocket passing quarterback. And they he was going to play. They were going to, you know, I, I want to say have a down year, but they, you know, Eight and three, nine, you know, the nine wins a season. That, that that's probably was more likely. But when you have Jalen Hurts who came over here and took over and he was a Heisman finalist, that you know, that made them better than what they were. And the Big Twelve where, you know, we thought Texas was gonna be there. Baylor was still there. Um, but you know, Baylor blew blew two games against Oklahoma. So it was it was it was kind of crazy that I knew they didn't have the talent, but you still wanted to see it. Jalen Hurts was just that special. And uh just, just like that, three years, three years in a row against an SEC team, and I know people want to kill them. Like, man, they should never be back in this. But it's like, I mean, is it is it is it their fault that they had to go against this 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 high powered LSU offense? Is it their fault they went against a, a you know a crazy a crazy Alabama stacked team, and then they went against Georgia, which they could have won that one. We could have had Baker Mayfield, but you know a couple a couple bad decision making, and that was Lincoln Riley's first you know his first real. What test or first real action of 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 being prime time elite coaching and you know he, he made a couple mistakes so I'm I'm not gonna knock him for that but yeah they 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 st- they would have I, I knew they would get blown out but I didn't I didn't think it'd be like that I'm thinking you know I'm thinking LSU pull away late not pull away as soon as the game tip off man um I know we were testing about it I'm on the side of the Big Twelve just can't make it back to this point it's because the last few times they've been in, you know, well, look at this year. People are going to be like, well, oh, they only had one loss, so they kind of made it in by default. But honestly, this is just one of those years where the number one team is a true, legit number one team. <laughs> and I don't think, even if you would have put Oregon in that spot, Utah in that spot, I don't care who you could have put in this spot at four. LSU came to destroy, and that's what they did. So I don't think you could have changed – the, the seeding around, even if you were to put Ohio State at close at the one, it probably would have still been a similar type game just because Oklahoma just doesn't have those horses to keep up with these teams. You know, they, they're mainly – it's always the big two. They're always mainly offensive driven, and they have a decent defense. Um, but just based on – every season is independent, so you can't judge off of past results. But I was just saying, like, I think the Big 12 may not ever get a chance to make it back in just because they won't receive the benefit of the doubt unless they just go undefeated. And even then, they'll still be punished based upon past performances. And just like Notre Dame, like, unless they go undefeated as a one-loss team, they wouldn't get benefit of the doubt just because people are going to look at past results, which that's not fair because everything, every season should be treated independently. But I just know that's how these committees and the media, they'll spin it that way looking at, oh, well, you're back in 2012. Like, bro, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a whole different time. Right, yeah. <laughs> Come on. But that's how it is. So, I mean, I think going forward, no matter what happens, they'll probably just start sticking two SEC teams in and just roll with this because they don't want to see that happen again. Yeah, I, I, I was about to say that. I think I think Alabama losing to uh... – Losing to Auburn was really the what the only yeah. coffin, man. It, it missed the whole playoff. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that they wouldn't have they wouldn't have let Oklahoma or Oregon jump in there over Bama. Uh, 
just because they knew this result would happen. And, and I mean, like you said, it, it's, it's a clear-cut tier drop-off with, you know, LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, and the, and the rest of the, uh, you know, nas- the nation. Like, it's, it's a clear drop-off. And you've seen that. I don't, like you said, it don't matter if Oregon was there, Utah, didn't matter if, if, if Baylor had beat Oklahoma and got in, it wouldn't matter because nobody else had a complete team other than those top three teams. So, uh, I mean, it was it was it was bound to happen. LSU just been on fire and they destroyed Georgia's a, gr- a good defense. What do you think they were going to do to a okay defense, Oklahoma? So it it was pretty much like I said, it would need a a, a breakout performance from Jalen Hurts, all time great coaching performance from Lincoln Riley and like C.D. Lamb, but. To 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 win this game, and they just like I said, they just they had the horses to win. So yeah, they they did what they could, what they had. You know, it's it's unfortunate it ends that way for Jalen because he had some bad experiences in Atlanta because they were playing Georgia for the championship. He got pulled for tour, <laughs> and I, I know the next year in the SEC championship he came and made the big run and scored a touchdown, kind of like his redemption thing, or whatever. But when he goes to Atlanta, man, it's it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> um. In the in the other matchup, Ohio State Clemson, this was a this was a great game. I I think this this, this game to me was one for the ages. Um, a lot of a lot of things that you can point to, of why Ohio State won or why Clemson won. I mean, why Ohio State lost and why Clemson won. Um, I, I mean, we were talking about it and I was I you know I was pretty much telling you that I would go I would take the aggressive approach from both sides and that was. I mean, when, when Clemson couldn't get nothing going, it was a fourth and one from like their thirty-five. I was telling, I was like, "Hey, I think they should go for it because you have to get, you have to sustain a drive." And and at the time, they were getting lucky. I won't say lucky, but because they played great defense. But at the time, you were you were glad that you know that J.K. Dobbins had dropped that touchdown in the in the end zone because you could have been down twenty-one zero early. Instead, it was field goal, field goal, field goal. So you was all right, and. But but then then on the other side, I was saying like, man, all right, we kicked this first field goal for Ohio State, and then they scored a touchdown. I was and I was like, if they get back down there again, like, and it's it's, it's like a third and short, and they don't get get it. I say go for it because you know it, and you you know it, you know it, and I knew it when they were kicking all the field goals. You knew Clemson was coming back. I, I just I feel like everybody in the nation knew that was going to happen. That. At some point, Clemson was going to come back, whether they took the lead or not. They, you knew they were going to make it a game because you kept kicking the field goals. And I was like, man, I'm sorry, I, I I got to go for it because you know you never know what happens. Now both teams had plenty of chances to put each other away, so it's kind of like it all balanced out anyway. But it was a lot of things in that game that that just that just went sideways. And how State made like maybe two three mistakes, and that cost them cost them the L. Yeah, watching that game. I felt the referees didn't give them didn't give them the benefit of the doubt in certain situations, but at the same time, I'm never a person to blame the referees. Like when the Saints lost to the Rams, that's not the referees' fault because you still got a chance of overtime. And I feel the same way in regards to this right here. Ohio State had a chance; you had a lead. Um, so as far as things you, I look at the things you can't control. Okay, so the refs called a targeting, or they did they 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 took away your defensive touchdown. Was it a catch? Was it not a catch? But I just look at things that you can control. So when you're in the red zone, you got to get some more touchdowns instead of the field goals. And, I mean, J.K. Dobbins, he played great. He's the reason they had the lead. And also, but, he, but, but, but he's also the reason why they didn't have a bigger lead right. because Fields threw him a, a nice little touchdown. He, you know, he hit the ground, so he didn't get that one. 
and then he missed another that's, one. That, so that screen pass that was wide open. That's touchdown too. Yeah, so yeah, he missed that one too. So that's instead of getting two field goals, you could have got two touchdowns, and that changes that. That's an additional twelve points versus you only selling for two threes. So that that changed the game definitely. And then you know, of course, that I thought was a sack. You know, they call it targeting that changed the momentum because if that was a sack, they're finna punt again. Right. And now you're finna get the ball back with if you scored it, you know, even though you have a small lead now, you could you you were in position to go up even bigger. But just things you could control as far as just getting more touchdowns or uh, the ETN touchdown. You could have man, you you gotta make that tackle, just stuff like that. Just just small things along the way that could have been um prevented. And at some point, your defense was holding as much as it could. Right. But at some point, the offense has to do something. And then just the way they used the timeouts and got the play call set up and for Fields to throw it to the end zone and they get picked off, that was just terrible. Both both, both of his picks were terrible. So, you know, sometimes you got to take the check down. Dobbins was opening the flat for a second. Just take the check down. Get It was second to seven. Man. You don't have to go for the touchdown right away. Just keep on getting small yards, moving, moving the chains instead of trying to go for the home run and – a, a pick, seal the game for him. Yeah, no. Go back to that targeting play. I, I think that I think they need to address that in the off season. Now, because you saw what the, what the Oklahoma linebacker did to uh, the LSU running back in the pre in the earlier game, where he just oh, that was on purpose for sure. That's on purpose. That I think they they need to go ahead and do the NBA uh, flagrant foul, like the one like one and two, like flagrant foul one, flagrant foul two. And just do the same thing for targeting. Like that's that would be in my mind. That would be a targeted two file, and you get immediate ejection. And you know what, what the rule is now. That would be a targeted two. But what Sean Wade did when he set Trevor Lawrence, like when when you're six six and I'm six one, and you end up ducking. I mean, I'm going to hit you in your head. I mean, that just that's just what it is. And you know, to for him to for him for, for first thing to get a 15 yard penalty on on a play that's. That's third down. Okay, so you so instead of getting a stop, you're they get a first down. But on top of that, now I, I'm also ejected on that kind of hit. That's you know that to me that's kind of crazy. I thought what Chase Young did to Trevor Lawrence was 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 should hurt more than what you know what Sean Wade did. And uh, um, it just, it just, it just I, I think they need to address that because it, it's not just that it, because it happened it happened on a big stage. So yes, you you look at that, but it happens around a lot of times, and that just. You know, kind of almost almost like a judgment call with with defense pass interference. It's like, okay, he led him to help, but you know, he didn't really mean to. The guy, other guy, dropped his head too, but but because he offense, he get a pass. You know, it, it's stuff like that that the rule is kind of shaking to me. And I think that they should go in that in that direction. And uh, on your last point about Justin Fields and that pick, I don't know what that receiver was doing. I I feel like I feel like if I'm putting if if it if if I had to put one blame on anybody and it, it come down to the you know just one play. I'm gonna put on the receiver more than anybody else because I know they said that he thought the he thought Wilson was uh he thought Fields was scrambling. And I don't know. I feel like if you run your route, yeah, I, I don't think you you know that the, the, the receiver is doing the quarterback is doing it until you turn your head. And I don't know when he, when he I, I didn't see it. I, I watched the replay over and over again. I didn't see it when he turned his head and he was wide open, and it, it made it made look like Justin Field was <laughs> took a bad, you know, to make a bad play. But that it was wide open. Yeah, that play makes it seem like Justin Fields channeled his inner Jameis Winston. <laughs> but the main things I took I took away from the game from the Ohio State Ohio State perspective was I wish Fields 
on some of those RPOs, kept it more because yeah. there, there were a couple of plays he had so much green in front of him, man. Like you just sometimes I know his knee and stuff was kind of banged up, but man, you can scamper for seven eight yards, man. With your speed, you can get seven eight yards, slide on down or whatever. But that's one thing I took away from it because once Dallas got hurt, he was still running effective. But I thought on some of those RPOs when they know it's coming. If you keep it, you're good to go, man. Yeah, I think I, I think he did it what one time on that final drive where he's like a third. Yeah, he did. He, 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 he did. He did it, he did it twice. Yeah, he, he he dove on one. He he kept another time and got a few more yards. So I thought he should have been doing that more throughout the game because once you start doing that, it opens up your pass game and now they're trying to account for is he going to keep it? Is the divers going to get it? Can is receiver going to get behind us? So it just it just gives the defense one more thing to be cognizant of. Yeah, and that that's exactly what Trevor Lawrence did because. The whole game, he was keeping it running, 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 running. And then on the final drive, he faked it. And they all bit. And then wide up right behind him. And, that you know, it's all, it's all about the setup. And, that was, you know, that was just genius from, from, from Dabo and them to put that in the game plan as far as making Trevor Lawrence. Like, he – because I know he ran – He was a running yeah, back. He, yeah, he, he was ran, a gazelle, yeah. man. Yeah, he, he had, like – he, he was, broke a six or seven yarder. And yeah. He, had, he, he was he like a sad fan, man. And, like, nobody, nobody could catch him. It's like – Everybody was slow when he was running. Now, now I don't know if that's just how state, and that's maybe because the, the northern guys up there got from that area just not as fast as you know the down south guys. But it's like that was just that you know for for, for him for him they put in a game plan to make him make him a runner because he ran a lot. Like it's not like he was it's not like he was doing. I mean, I don't think it was a. Uh, I mean, I know it's I know it's a reaction play, but I feel like he kept it a lot, and you know. More than more than anticipated, and you know that was impressive. To yeah, see like, that. Yeah. yeah, to see to see how like, how mobile he is. Yeah, like it's in his arsenal. Like there have been games this year where he kept it four or five times or whatever, but it was just this game they they made sure to emphasize that element. So like they could keep a balanced attack. Etn's gonna take it. Oh, nothing there. Trevor's gonna take it. Like that 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 long touchdown he had. That was because they were everybody else was. Covered, so it was just him one on one versus the safety. Oh, he killed the safety. All, all, all he got to do is he, he just got to beat one guy. I mean, he looked like he running a four flat. You only got to beat <laughs> one guy. <laughs> hey, for real though. <clears throat> and you know what's crazy thing is like they did a good job. Hawkins did a great job. Like as far as like stopping Etn, um, I knew that Jeff Akuda was going to handle his business, and he was he was better than any the other receivers that he was going against, whether T Higgins or Justin Ross. And is 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 the reason why he's going to be a top ten pick in the draft. Um, Chase Young impact was felt uh, because all Clemson did was hit. How many times have you, did you see Clemson go deep? Like outside of the 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 new corner that you know the the, the, the DPI when the guy Sean Wade got ejected and the guy came in that one and maybe like two or three other ones they tried to go deep and that was because you know they finally had the time. But most of the time they would hit quick passes because they knew that the offensive line could not could not handle the whole D line of Ohio State and. Yeah, and that's you know for for a dabble on them guys that was smart and it worked you know it hit hit it's in on that screen the option plays everything was working and it, it was just, it was a great game man. like I it was one of the games that you didn't want to see in yeah, it's a game I felt bad somebody had to lose like like I'm be I'm be very disappointed if like if this game against LSU and Clemson coming up if that game isn't as good as this one like I'm be very disappointed because because it's like it's like okay first was a blowout oh LSU is so great. And we had these two teams that we knew was gonna bat it out, and now they coming to the front. And I, I, I want to see back and forth. This, this is gonna be the, the first overall draft pick of this year, and versus the overall first overall pick of next season. So I want to see 
I'm definitely glad like 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 that's a matchup. I want to see who's the better quarterback, and they're going to show it on the field. And I can, and, you know, that's something I just can't wait for. Yeah, man, that's going to be like that's storylines on top of storylines. Two of the basically the two best QBs in college football, like you said, the the two upcoming top QB prospects for this year and next. You got Clemson on the brink of a dynasty, LSU on the brink of the greatest season in history outside of some of those older Miami and USC teams. Like, this is going to be like, this could be the greatest team. And then you got that other little narrative of this could, Trevor Lawrence could go down as the most accomplished college player ever if he starts his career off 30 and 0, two national titles. Like, he could be like that. Deshaun Watson start that Clemson thing as far as like winning the championships, the dynasty, whatever. But if Trevor keeps that thing going into next year, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder can Clemson become the QBU? You, you think? You think? You think? Uh, having having Deshaun Watson and Tre- then, then Trevor Lawrence, you think there could be another guy? You know, uh, you know, not now, of course, but coming in, coming soon that could continue this because we see we see a lot of these programs kind of, you know, like. Clemson dominance, yes, was, was Dabo got there, but they didn't really take off until he got until he got Deshaun Watson because uh, I think it was Taj, Taj Boyd was there and they were still it was good, but they wasn't great. Deshaun Watson made them great. Trevor Lawrence keeping them great, and you got guys like you know remember Louisville had Teddy Teddy and, and Lamar back to back, the Florida Gators when they had Chris Leak and Tebow back to back. You know it, it, it's, it's a lot of when you see back to back and then it kind of like fall off. I, I, I wonder can Clemson continue that. Continue that streak because these last two guys, man, you talk about amazing. You talk about Trevor Lawrence. Will he go down as the greatest college, college football player ever? And and it's it's possible because I I know for right now my title is on T, is Tebow, and he wants what two championships only. So if, if Lawrence get two in, the, in in two years, he might get he can get he can get three peats. You never know. Man, all all Trevor needs is to win this championship. Possibly if he three peats and wins the Heisman his junior year, oh, it's over. Yeah, like that, that's right. That, that's gonna, that's gonna be that's gonna be greatest college career. Ever. Now, yeah, I kind of wonder, like, is he ever gonna be? Because the was last year was he a husband finalist last year? No, he wasn't last year. Nah, so not, not not last year or this year. It's kind of crazy that he's kind of getting like. Well, this year he know. just he started so bad. Like his yeah, last yeah, seven, yeah, yeah, his did, last seven, yeah. last seven games he took off with. They started, they started off pretty bad. So he should he should be. I know him and Fields should be right back on on, on that on that battle next year, but long. Lawrence, you're right. Lawrence definitely needs. So if you get two championships and the Heisman to complete it, I think I think I think that could be enough to put him in the conversation. Um, definitely. Uh, and if he three piece, that might put him over the top. But we'll see. We'll see if you get there. I I haven't made my prediction yet for for the LSU Clemson game. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna wait. To, I'm gonna wait till next week until we talk about it. But man, on Clemson all day, man. I'm gonna pick a tiger. That's all I know. Hey, hey. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear no more LSU. Let's go Clemson. <laughs> I feel you. Um, switch over to the NFL real quick before we get into our decade stuff. Uh, all, all I know is I don't want to say it, but I want to say it, and you might kill me for saying it. But I think I think we have seen the the end of the Patriots dynasty, and obviously, you know, eighteen years that's amazing. Like that's that's the best dynasty of all time in any sport. In my opinion, when you when you go to the Super Bowl, what eight times, always in championship game and all that stuff like that. But what I've seen this season, and the offense has never gotten it clicked together. I mean, losing Tony Brown definitely hurt. Um, losing Josh Gordon definitely hurt. Losing a lot of guys to injury definitely hurt. 
Tom Brady being over 40 definitely hurt. There's it, a lot of things that are going against their way. And remember we talk about what 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 Christian gift they need. I gave them the lead because the defense should be able to hold. If they get 24, they should be able to hold them. And my theory of that came, you know, came short this weekend when they played Miami with Fitzpatrick was able to go down the field and, and win the game and put up 27 on them. And you know, I'm I'm not I'm not saying that you know it's a it's a bad law. It is it is bad because you you had this you had something to play for. It's not like you was playing in Miami where you struggle. You were at home this time, and it's it's kind of I, I feel like oh, that's kind of crazy. I don't know who to blame for it, but it, I I just know that I I don't have the confidence that you always have when you when you hear the New England Patriots. Yeah, this year it's been a a tough year for them. Not enough weapons and. Just the overall struggle of they brought in A B, lost A B, you tried to make a trade, you got Sanu, but that didn't really elevate you the way you need to go. They just kind of dealt with a lot of things. And it's real rare that pretty much a record setting defense like this, you know, they're not gonna win a championship this year because the offense just can't do enough. The the defense can slow a lot of people down, but the offense has to also be able to put points on the board. Like, if you score 21 points against New England, you're going to win the game. Everybody they lost to score over 20 points. That's why he lost, because the offense just couldn't do anything right. to get points on the board. But, I mean, it's going to end at some point. You know, Bray's getting older. It's just a down year. Um, they could be back next year if they make, you know, some – Changes get somebody to upgrade the receiving core, so they could be back for maybe one more year or two, depending upon how Brady's body and arm holds up. But Edelman's body's getting banged up; he's breaking down. You don't really have that deep threat or that big target like you had with Gronk or Randy. You don't really have that kind of guy. So, yeah, it's, it's been a rough year for them defensively. That they, they did great things; they won the status quo of you know twelve games, won in the AFC East again. So. On the simplicity of like just on the checklist, they did a lot of great things, but right. by not getting the buy and not really securing those playoff games how they normally do, it's gonna probably be a down year playoff wise for them, and they could potentially lose the first game to Tennessee. Yeah, I, I remember, remember we were talking about it. We were talking about the games that they lost, and they lost to who? Lost, lost to the Texans, Deshaun Watson, lost to the Chiefs, Pat Mahomes. And lost to the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. All three of those guys can move in the pocket, so it's not like they're stationary, and they can make things happen. And you've been you've been on the bandwagon, and so have I. And with Tannehill, and he has been playing lights out since he's been a starter. They have been the most explosive passing offense and the passing uh, the pa- most explosive passing offense and the most explosive rushing offense. With Derrick Henry can hit you with a fifty yard at any time, or AJ Brown catching a fifty yard pass at any time. Or even your boy Jonu Smith going for eighty. You know they can. They're very, very explosive. And when you see this, you know Ron Fitzpatrick, he just hiked the ball and throw it deep. <laughs> and Devontae Parker was was balling. So um, now maybe AJ Brown just maybe too young. You know he's a rookie, so maybe against Gilmore, a vet like that, maybe Gilmore can shut him down. But you know I'm, I'm just I'm just thinking like the, the the formula to beat to beat the Patriots is what Tennessee has just. I mean, I mean, Mahomes can do it through the air, and they're fast. Uh, Tennessee, uh, not Tennessee, but the Ravens can do it on the ground, and they're fast. Uh, Deshaun Watson, D. Hop, they're just fast, and you you see what Derrick Henry and Tannehill can do together, and AJ Brown. So I think they have the they have the same formula. Um, 
the it's not the Bills or the Steelers who who just can't score enough. So I'm very interested to see can New England get 24 because they get 24 maybe. And if if Tannehill goes in this game and you know turns them all over, pick sixes, or Patriots get the punt punt block like that they have been getting so far, then Patriots are going to win. But if it's just a regular game, kind of like how Miami and well, I guess I guess Miami did get a pick six as well. So, but if this is just a regular game, I don't know who comes out because you know Rabel, Patriots guy versus Belichick. It's, it's to me, it's just going that that game over there. I'm I'm not taking my eyes off of. It's gonna be a real good game. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um. Also, the Eagles, man, they created so much drama for us. Like I was sitting there, like, man, oh my gosh, Cowboys are going like twenty. Oh, Saquon Barkley to the crib. I was like, I was like, man, is Eagles really going to let Cowboys really get in here, like by, like you know, by default? I was like, I was like, there's no way, there's no way. And then as soon as I said that, that's when uh, Daniel Jones and the center, the, the snap was too low for Daniel Jones. He didn't, took his eyes off the ball. It was a fumble, touchdown. Eagles go up ten, get the ball back again, score again. I was like, okay, that's it. But definitely, definitely, they, definitely they had you on your on your on your seat because. I didn't know, man. The Eagles, the Eagles just, you know, and they lost another guy and Brandon Brooks, the injury. They just so injury plague is like, man, do I really want to see them in the playoffs as Carson Wentz or or who else? <laughs> kind of like, yeah, that's the beauty of the NFL when they change the scheduling around to make it to make it where certain teams that were competing for you know division spots, all that kind of stuff. It, it was just perfect how they changed the schedule around where any games, yeah, yeah, any games that influence each other. You know they can they play them at the same time, so nobody has the advantage of oh well since they lost we've already secured so now we're gonna pull all our guys and now the fans get cheated out of that. You know, granted, you know the Ravens set guys all that kind of stuff, but that's that's different when it's compared to you know all right Cowboys and Eagles are both win and you're in pretty much, and the Cowboys needed some help from the Eagles to lose. It was just an intriguing storyline to watch all day. Like that kind of kept you glued to the TV of. Both games, because you saw Cowboys are dominating, Philly's kind of struggling. It, it, this is going to be that game where it they steal it and the Cowboys sneak in. So it is <laughs> how, how the scheduling set up is it, it's beautiful. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of the same thing when the Pages lost to the Dolphins and the, the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs had just had scored a touchdown when 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 the when the Dolphins went up to to beat the Patriots. So I was like, oh, that's kind of crazy. They, you know, the Chiefs are they already hyped because they're scoring, and then boom. They realize that they got a first round by, you know. It, like I said, it it is it, beautiful how it is, and you know, it, even coming up to the last game, Seattle and San Francisco, like that was for the NFC West crown. They're playing against each other, and winner winner the winner changes the whole the whole NFC playoffs. Like everything would have changed, um, you know, it, whether whether the Saints play this week or not, whether Green Bay got home field advantage or not. A lot of things, whether San Francisco go from the one to the five, like that was that would have been so crazy. Like the the this year was like the best year as far as like drama and it's good drama, should I say? Because uh, all every situation, like like Tennessee had to win, and like Tennessee had to win. The Raiders, the, I think the Raiders, the Raiders had to lose. The Colts had to lose, and like, all the other scenarios that for, you know for things that happened. And Titans was able to get in, which we we knew that was gonna happen, but it it was just it was just a uh, a great field weekend, and uh, you know what a way to end like the NFL 100. Yeah, man, it's it's been it's been great, it's been epic, and I'm looking forward to. I hope normally I won't say it, but I hope Seattle beats Philly, and I would hope that the Saints beat Minnesota just so like we can get one more 
49ers Seahawks game because those have been two of the best games all year. Like when they play each other, when they when they play each other, both games were great. So I hope we can just get it one more time because both games were decided in like the very the last play decided both games. So hope we can get it one more time. Yeah, we'll definitely get into get into the the NFL playoffs on Thursday. So y'all y'all make sure y'all tune in for that one. Um, <clears throat> so now let's uh let's head into our decade. Our decade on, on this what January thirty first. This is the last the last day of two thousand and nineteen. The so, last day of the decade. Hey, before what? we tra- before we transition, but we gotta address one of our feast of famine, man. We 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 messed up on one. Which one is that? Tom Brady finished with better numbers than Kyler Murray. <laughs> oh man. Tom yeah, Tom Tom had four thousand passing yards to Kyler Murray's thirty seven hundred. Tom had twenty four TDs to Kyler's twenty. He had less INTs. He had eight to Kyler's twelve. But Kyler did beat him in completion percentage. Kyler had sixty four to Brady sixty. But in three in, in three of the major categories, Brady beat Kyler. So we we lost that. We, we thought Kyler would fence with better numbers than Brady. Now I would say this: Kyler did get hurt his hamstring. So you know when they would beat them, and I was I would say he had an impressive he had an impressive run because I know everybody remember that I said the Cardinals was going zero sixteen. They proved me wrong. They won five, well, five games, and they played. You know, they played pretty tough throughout the season. So I was, I was really impressed um, with Clint, with Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. I'm hoping Kyler Murray wins Rookie of the Year, so I can get, so I can collect my coins <laughs> at Vegas. So uh, we'll see when those awards come out. Um, heading to the decade now. How you want to do this? Do you want to, you want to do, you want to just go down the list? Um, we can start with the most dominant of this decade. Uh, any sport uh, from 2010 to 2019, 10 years, who you got? Uh, most dominant athlete of the decade to me is LeBron James. Um, close second was um, Serena, but I gave it to LeBron because yeah. I, I gave it to LeBron just because, I mean, it's he's still in peak form now. I'm going to say peak form now, but he's still operating at a high level right now. But 2010s was his decade, kind of similar to how, 90s was Jordan, 2000s was Shaq, Kobe, Tim Duncan. The 2010s is LeBron's decade, and it's not even close. Multiple MVPs. He ascended to his championship level, won a couple of titles, delivered that one to Cleveland. You know, this was the best LeBron we've ever seen, especially from, like, 2010 until present day still. But, like, you know, until he got injured in, in L.A., man, that was the best product, the best run we've ever seen. Yeah, and when you talk about for we talk about for one decade, LeBron. I mean, obviously, well, my opinion, well, not even I don't think it's close. LeBron probably the best basketball player ever for one single decade, like for ten year stretch of, of like of, of, of a beginning of a beginning to a nineteen to an end. Like you know, Michael Jordan had the retirement and he faded off in the in, in ninety nine. Uh, Magic Magic kind of died off a little bit. You know, he wasn't you know he wasn't the great great Magic as he was. You know, but LeBron James, man, from from 2010 to 2019, going to Miami, going to Cleveland, going to Lakers, like he been, if not number one, number two best player in the league. Uh, to me, he been number one the whole time. But he's been dominant, like you said. Uh, for me, I had Serena Williams second as well. I think she just she's just been the best play, she's just been the best tennis player like I've ever seen. And you know, men men or women, I think she, she could handle her own. She's always she's she's always the favorite. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's else in the tournament, what kind of term finish she had last time. She's always the the when everybody comes to see 
So I think she she deserves some love. And I put Mike Trout. Um, granted, he didn't play all ten years of the decade, but he's been the best. He's been the best player in his sport for the last six six years, or at least five, at least the last five years. And he's he's getting he's getting paid like it um, with his contract. So Mike Mike Trout, I think just 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 a, just a little, little baseball out there. Uh, has been the best player from the from his decade. I mean, like I said, he only played about half, great half of it, but I still I still count him in that one. Yeah, he's up there, but I didn't I didn't put him. I made a top ten. I didn't put him top ten. I put LeBron one, Serena two, Simone Biles at three, Usain Bolt four. I gave Brady five, Steph Curry six, Floyd Mayweather seven, Mike, Michael Phelps eight, Lionel Messi nine. I mean, you can go you know either or for soccer, but I put Messi at nine. I put um, Djokovic at ten. Hey, that, that, that's my boy right there. <laughs> that's my boy. Djokovic, my boy. That's my uh for for all my tennis lovers. Um favorite team. I kind of struggled with this a little bit because I didn't know what direction to go. I, I didn't know if it was like, you know, because you know, everybody know I, I'm I'm a Vikings fan. Do I do I pick my favorite Vikings team or do I just pick a team that I, I like I like watching from the outside as a as a you know honorary fan? Um so I, I kinda didn't know which way to go. Um, but if I had to choose one, man, it's been, it's been, it's, it was a lot of great teams. I would say instead of saying my favorite team, I kind of want to say like who I thought was like the the greatest team of the decade. Um, and I just, and I thought it was that Warriors team when they when they got Kevin Durant and uh, you saw like the Monstars and it, it was nothing nobody could do that they I think that year they went fifteen and not fifteen and one uh, the year. The, the you know the year they 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 swept LeBron them uh it just was it was just nobody nothing nobody could do anything with them uh the team was too talented was Kevin Durant Joel I think that was just the great I'll say the greatest team not my favorite team but definitely the greatest team of, of the decade. Um, my favorite team, um, and this is really this is something I would normally say, but that that Miami Heat team when like they were winning so many games, you know they had that great that great run. LeBron MVP, that that you know that infamous picture of D Wade throwing him the alley, like I would say, yeah. I, I would say that that team was probably like them and uh, the seventy three man Warriors were like the most exciting. But I went with that that Heat team because that was just a exciting time because that was really like we're seeing LeBron ascend into like he finally had put it all together. Like I'm the best, I know I'm the best. On running through you over like he was going over people everything <laughs> like he had put it all together that's like the complete package. What about what about favorite team? Uh, money with uh, the money team Mayweather and them boys. <laughs> oh yeah, man. You know, Floyd always been the man. I, I, I love Floyd, man. Yeah, um, hey, it, it's been a lot of. I mean, it's been a lot of good teams. Like I, I know that I like I cheered for that. I wanted to see win. Um, you know that was. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this, what can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. 
Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information appraisal and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Like during this, you know, Bama, Bama's run, uh, they had, you know, they, they put out a lot of talent out there in the, in the, in the NFL. I would say, I would say, I guess one of my favorite teams, uh, personally, just for, just for me cheering, was the South Carolina Gamecocks when they had Clowney, Stephon Gilmore, like, when they had them boys, Marshawn Lattimore, Connor Shaw, that was a team that I'm not gonna say lost rings. You know, where, you know where you was a great team and you lost, but the, the year that they beat, they beat Bama, they dominated with Alshon Jeffrey there. Like it, it was just a lot of a lot of guys there that 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 was that that made that team stack. Uh, Steve Spurrier and them boys, and you know that just something as far as like a fan. I I, I just remember early early in the decade when they was dominant. And Sacramento, I mean, you could say Sacramento was the best SEC team. Now you could say it and and not be. What are you talking about? You know, or or, or like kind of ridicule for it. So, uh, they was a great team for me, especially as a fan. So, um, that was one for me. Yeah, like far as like winning a championship, um, that that Spurs redemption year, twenty fourteen, and then also North Carolina's redemption year after losing that on that BS to Villanova. Like those were like two of like the best championships to me of the decade, just because of. The, the the story behind it, both of them lost in heartbreaking fashion the year before, and just to to have that comeback story, I thought those were like two of the more impressive championships of the decade. Also, that Patriots um, over Come Falcons, back. man, yeah, like that was, yeah, that, that, was, was that, that was that was wild, man. Like that's that one, of the, that's one of, like the greatest moments we've ever seen. And then another one, man, that'll be the tour that that TD to <laughs> to beat Georgia. Oh, Smith. That, oh, that was yeah, crazy, yeah. man. That was a good one. Yeah, um, for me, as far as favorite championships. Uh, Toronto Raptors, to 2019. I, I, I think that that run, like we was, I know we was a, a big Raptors fan because we, like I know I'm a big Kyle Lowry fan. A lot of people hate on Kyle Lowry. Uh, we both knew Siaka was coming and the all that with Ibaka and Gasol getting that trade, firing Dwayne Casey, all that stuff like that. And we was on board. We was on board with everything Toronto did, and like traded for Kawhi, like that put the icing on the cake. And I think that like them, you know, yes, the Warriors was banged up, but still they they got it, and that was one of my favorite ones to watch. It was great to see like you know a Canadian team win a you know win win, win an American championship because I mean because no the Raptors never won it, the Raptors never got there. It's always big markets really, and and Toronto they were able to get one, and that was that was pretty fun for me. And another one was the Kentucky team uh, when they won the championship with Anthony Davis. I think that was just like when you was the like. It, it's kind of rare when a, you know a freshman wins, wins the championship as the best player. We saw with Camille Anthony did it with Syracuse, um, and outside of that, I mean, you didn't really see it where the the the, the freshman runs the team and he's the reason he got there. Like Anthony Davis was dominant the whole season. And get to the championship game, he was not good offensively, but he stepped up on the defensive side, and that was just the birth of Anthony Davis. And now we're seeing full full circle now him on, on a winning team and how how great he he done made a Lakers team who didn't make playoffs last year, now look like the best team in the world. So uh, I I think that was was a good one as well. Man, when you brought up Kentucky, man, all I could think about was they had. Man, they could have went forty and zero, man, and they lost. Oh yeah, like, man, yeah. Come that on, was man. man. 
that would definitely would have been up there because that team right there, that team was stacked. they had all Carl, those guys, man. Yeah, Carl, Cat, D Book, and Carly Stein. Like these are the whole team. That <laughs> that was that was a good one. Yeah, they they had. I would say if we did like a uh, a most, um, I would say a most failed team, but like you know that that definitely would be they definitely be a number one, number two spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Teams that this. teams that were so talented should have won. Seventy three and nine Warriors number one, yeah. Kentucky number two. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Like, like I can agree. There's no I reason neither one of those teams shouldn't have won a championship, man. I can, I can definitely agree that one. And uh, let's see, now, now that won this decade. I was about to say the Patriots, but that was that was over seven. Um, let's see, what was another team that that was very very talented that everybody knew was going to win and didn't win? Um, I mean, I, I say the Seahawks, man, for, for Russ throwing that pick. Oh yeah! Oh my God! <laughs> because like, you, they, like, you knew like the why did like, they run the ball? Because like, you thinking like the game, the game's in the bag. Like you thinking, oh, this is in the bag. So, oh, so man. I, I, I'll say them, and we could. Why didn't they? Yeah, we, we could throw out the year before when Peyton broke all those records. And you think, oh, it's gonna be a good Super Bowl with them in Seattle, and, oh, Seattle, and Seattle just shut them out. <laughs> oh man, you talking? You talking about a Seattle team that could have went down in history as the greatest defense? Ever when you want to, because you know, you know, back you know back, yeah, back to back. Because you, you, you know, as well as I know, defenses do not last long. You see, after the Bucks won two, they've been they, they they fell off. The the Ravens fell off. You know, obviously Ray Lewis and A. Reed stuck around, and they they were, they won again. Um, but you got you know, you know the Minnesota and Jaguars in 2017. The records they set the Patriots this season. I, the Broncos, you know, it, it, just, it was a lot of defense. A lot of defense doesn't – they don't get back to the, the spot, and Seattle was able to, and they couldn't They couldn't do it, and all because they didn't want to run the ball. I just – that that was a big head scratch of the decade right there. That was, <laughs> that's definitely one. Man, let, let's do a quick hit. What was your most shocking moment of the decade? Shocking moment. Oh, easy. Minnesota Miracle. Man, you t- <laughs> you t- you talking about the emotions I had, especially as a Vikings fan, like being up 20-0, first of all, how how do we even get there? Like with Case Keenum, like we 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 lost we we lost Taylor Bridgewater the year before in the playoffs. So it was already like, oh my gosh, had a had a trade a first round pick for Sam Bradford, went eight and eight that season. Come back, we ready. Teddy is not Teddy hasn't got back yet. We 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 going in with high expectations. Sam Bradford gets hurt in week two. And Case Keenum got got us to the playoffs, and I was sitting there thinking, like, man, we actually might have a shot to go to Super Bowl thirteen and three. That's crazy, and up twenty zero, dominating the Saints. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm over there talking. I'm, I'm not talking too much trash because I know it's Drew Brees, and you know, you, you never can count them out. So I was like, man, I don't want to, I don't want to get hyped too fast though. And then they came all the way back, a lot of miscues. I was like, man, here we go again, blowing blowing leads again, and. You know, doing what Minnesota Vikings do when you know, the Blair Wash field goal early in the decade, he missed the field goal, you know, a chip shot. That was big. So it was like, man, here we go again. And then, you know, somebody finally somebody else make a mistake, not us. And then Diggs was able to catch that ball. And like I said, my emotions was crazy. I was I was high, low, and then very, very high. That was one. That's probably the biggest shock I ever had in my life. Yeah, it's a lot that happened this decade, but to me, the most shocking was the Andrew Luck retirement in that preseason ooh, game. Ooh, that was because like that, that came out of nowhere. Ooh. Like nobody saw that coming. Like we yeah, knew he was banged was... up, but nobody saw that coming. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, and I'm not saying he cost them a Super Bowl, but he cost them a Super Bowl. <laughs> like I know, I know, I picked the, in the pre, like you know, like the too early 
like you know after the after the draft, who you got the Super Bowl, man? I got. I said I had. I got Colts. They had a great had a great draft class last year. You got a healthy team coming in. Like this was the, this was the year. Like and boom, Andrew Luck retired, and, and it's kind of and that's one of the moments you know exactly where you were. Yeah, that was crazy, man. Like I remember over the all season, I was gonna write an article like did the Colts or the Broncos win a trade. For like Peyton Manning, and then he retired. I'm like, well, clearly the Broncos won. They got a Super Bowl out of there. <laughs> right. Peyton Manning still had like three good years, and then on the back end, he just kind of had to be mediocre and got a Super Bowl. So I thought the Broncos won that. Uh, I got another one for you, man. What would be like your if you could capture one moment in a photo? What would that be like to hang on your wall? Hmm. Like for me, <laughs> when we got the Kawhi shot, we got LeBron's block, we got Dame's crazy shot. I mean. We got, you know, other sports. You got Mayweather finally beating Pacquiao. It's just so many. But the one, uh, I, the, the one I went with, man, I went with that that thirty five footer that Steph hit against OKC in that game when he just pulled up out of nowhere. Um, <clears throat> you name you name some good ones. I gotta throw in my boy Diggs when he put the ball up in the air as he going across the line on the miracle. But, um, man, you know you, you know what what we just talking about, and that was. It's not. It's not even like <laughs> I hate to do it to him, but Richard Sherman on the sideline when when the ball got picked off, like you put that picture up and you know exactly exactly what the situation was. And like even though it wasn't a play, because I, I know that Kawhi, the Kawhi one was great when he leaning down, hoping it goes in. That was a good one. But it's like that Sherman play, man. You just know if you, if you just take take that picture, it was a meme for a long time, and that would just stick in my head, like man. These boys, like, on the sideline, you're like, damn, these boys really lost it. Oh, yeah, because they didn't have a chance to get the ball back. You knew right. once it got picked, that was that was it. Yeah, that was a good one, man. <clears throat> uh, what about this one? What about um, from this decade, who was a player you thought was, like, was, like, maybe it was going to have, like, a great, a great, you know, a great kind of find out. He just, you know, kind of faded out very quickly. Man, that's a tough one. But it's only two people that really come to mind, and that's Derrick Rose, and then of course he got injured, Brandon Roy. I, like both of those guys, I thought were gonna be future Hall of Famers. I, like I thought Roy was gonna be that next two guard after Kobe, but of course he got hurt, and we know now it's James Harden. Right. Um, Derrick Rose, that's a good one. Uh, I was gonna go with uh, Robert Griffin. Like. I remember, I remember like, just like you know, just just the the fact that it was after the rookie season, it was a debate. Who'd you rather have, Robert Griffin, or would you rather have Andrew Luck? And I'm not saying I knew Andrew Luck was gonna be the better player, <clears throat> but it's like, man, as much draft capital as the Redskins gave up, they were lucky to have draft Kirk Cousins. I know Kirk Cousins get a lot of heat, but to be able to dra- have, have that fallback plan because they would have been stuck. Like, granted, they didn't, you know, they were they wasn't one of the best teams in the decade. I think in ten years they. Was the fourth the fourth worst record? Now was ahead of Jacksonville, Cleveland, and hmm, who who was another star? Who do you think another star team probably about this decade? Probably Giants, probably no, not Giants. No, probably like the, the uh, Bucks been started this decade. Bucks, the, yeah, the, yeah, Brian, yeah. the Browns probably. been started the whole decade. <clears throat> so yeah, so it's like, but it's like you, you know when you draft a quarterback and it's a, it's, a, it's a terrible pick or something happens, like you said, you said you set your franchise back five years. Well, you know, having Kirk Cousins, they was able to string some seven and nine went seasons for a while and. You know, kind of save face a little bit, but I, I, I definitely thought Robert Griffin was going to be probably not a you know not not elite, but I thought he was going to be okay. He's a top fifteen quarterback. The Redskins are here. Uh, 
in the division when when what that was with the Eagles. Who who who's quarterback for the Eagles? What um like Nick, uh, was that Nick yeah, Foles? Yeah, 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 that was probably like the Mike Vig, Nick Foles. Mike, era. yeah, Mike, Mike Vig, Nick Foles. The the cow the Cowboys was had Tony Romo always being hurt, and then the Giants had Eli. Who we know Eli, we know who Eli was at that time. So it's kind of like the Redskins was trying to do the the changing of the guards and, and take that division by storm with a great quarterback, and you know it it, it didn't pan out. I Man, I'm gonna tell you the player I was more disappointed in Trent Richardson, bro. <laughs> like bro, he, we I just like I just, oh, I just knew he was gonna be a ten year RB. You know, like, look at what Derrick Henry's doing, man, or look at what Mark Ingram's doing. But come on, Trent, man, yeah, that's Josh Jacobs. Like all these, all these Bama RBs, and Trent couldn't get it together, man. And Trent with the highest. <laughs> that's the man. that's the shocker, though. He went the highest. He went. I want to. I want to say Minnesota had a third pick. We traded back to four. They jumped. They jumped us for the running back. They or they, you know, we swapped picks for a running back. Meaning, meaning other teams wanted him and was going to trade up for him. That's how good they thought he was. Like that's you know that's oh that's that's one of the biggest busts. Because <laughs> I mean he, he went to the what, that little, what was the lead they just had AF oh, oh man AF, whatever that was he he did dominate that though but obviously it's not NFL talent but yeah that's a oh my gosh that's that's a big one right there. Man, let's let's go uh culturally, man. What were some of the biggest things you you know you latched onto culture like far as like for me, social media took off this decade, man. Like social media and then we got all the technology of like we got iPhones became big, Uber, Lyft, like all this stuff became big. And then if I wanted to do like a sports throw in, I would just say like the player empowerment of you know, twenty ten LeBron, the decision and no, and now we got guys always want to get the match contracts. I remember that summer, man. You were we were traveling somewhere. We were like, "Who got that deal?" Like Batum got what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I would say, I would say, uh, from from a sports standpoint, probably um, like the 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 voices and and, how, and like you say, how power everybody, uh, how empowering everybody was. Like even 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 the guy that we harp on as far as skill wise. You know, Kaepernick and what what he did this decade, as far as you know, bring bring culture to the you know, bringing um, awareness to the police brutality and all that stuff like that. You had you know, voice like LeBron James always spoke up, and I feel like I feel like I feel like as far as sports wise, a lot of guys like get. I, I don't know if they did that much back in the day, but they definitely did this decade where they get they gave a lot. Like you can see, like people they they wanted to give back to people and they they wanted. You know, other people in the world that feel better. You know, LeBron James with his school, and of course the different players with, with their different organizations that they, they they support. I thought that was that was really big. Um, and as far as culturally, man, I thought I thought you know the TV business like you don't need cable, <laughs> the fire sticks and the the Roku TVs and all that like that. I thought Netflix that was pretty. And chill. Hey, Netflix, <laughs> Netflix and chill. Uh, do you got the Disney Plus now? Uh, like it, it just, it is like you don't even need cable anymore. I thought that you know, to me, that just, that just great. I think, I think you know, I, even, even us, man, the podcast business, like, you know, we, you know, we, we all, I feel like I've always been talking about sports my whole life, and finally was able to get a platform to where we can, you know, where we can sit here and debate stuff and talk about stuff, and you know, get our voices out, and and uh, that, I think, I think for this decade, like you can see a lot of. You know, a lot of different things happening, and you know, we joined some networks, joined Twelve Hour Sports Radio, 
some some networks uh unwrapped sports like we, we we doing different things and you know i think that just that, that just the way the way it goes i kind of wish we was on the wave earlier man we'd be booming right now <laughs> oh yeah man like podcasting really just kind of blew up out of nowhere even like um satellite radio because like you know it, it was always cds and stuff like that then of course now we got bluetooth everything and we oh, everybody yeah. li- everybody listen to podcasts stuff like that so yeah, I'm with you on that. But yeah, player empowerment, man, that's been crazy. Because now you got guys are going overseas just so they can skip playing college ball. And even though it had to turn out good, you got guys like LeVar Ball taking his son's fate into their own hands, creating big baller brand and stuff like that. And then you kind of got a chance to see how big the the national influence of players could be with the whole like Donald Sterling situation, Colin Kaepernick or you know, the um, the show with LeBron and Melo and Wade and CP went on stage and kind of just, you know, just advocating for, you know, just just kind of putting their voices out there and just saying, like, hey, you know, we, we, we see what's going on. We want to speak on it. You know, just stuff like that, man. It's been – guys can even control their brand. Like, you got LeBron with the shop, Katie with the boardroom. You know, it's just a, – it's a lot, man. Yeah, the brand – yeah, that right there is, is big. The brand, like, you, got, you, you get to see more – more personal things, uh, you know, with the addition of social media, and you know, we we always like, I wonder what they're doing, and I love the all, NBA off season where, you know, guys free agency, but you see them, you know, you see them out there playing pickup basketball, all like you, you see, uh, you see them watching video. Oh, I see Trey Young. Oh, I see Jim Butler. Oh, they they all hooping together. Like, you know, I feel like it's a, you know, I, I'm not saying like everybody should be friends, but you see, you see like they, you know, they they really enjoy their community together, you know, brothers in in their sport and. You know, and it's good. It's good that we got video to see them hooping outside of the NBA, or you know, NFL players working together. But man, I didn't know y'all was even friends. Like I remember when Saquon Barker came out as a rookie, and Russell Wilson and him got there working out together. Then you see Saquon Barkley with somebody else. I'm like, dog, you know everybody. You know, um, I, I thought that's pretty good as far as building a brand, putting out what you want to put out. Um, <clears throat> it, it just, it, it just, it's just a good thing. Uh, what do you do? You in the next decade, if you had to predict something. What you see? As far as sports wise, is like that's ready to take off, or you see a change about to happen. What you got? Uh, I definitely think Mavericks win a championship. I think Luca is so good; he he should deliver a championship. Oh yeah, so Man, that's uh, like, Luka, like that, that's Luka like my easy that's my easy go to right there. And then um, I'm big on boxing, man. So I'm thinking. For the next decade, Canelo Alvarez will probably be the, the fighter of the, de- of the next decade. That's a good one. Um, I was gonna say something like you know, may, maybe we see a change. Maybe we see a change with with the like the the process of the draft, and maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll change the rules. Maybe they won't. You know, I I think I think we have, we're not we're not too far from that. I want to see. I want to see. I, I don't think it's gonna happen, but I want to see if they can make some leeway about. NCAA, are they going to play? Are they going to pay players? Um, you know, just, just a lot of different things that been talked about this whole decade that didn't, didn't come to fruition. And will will it? You know, in another tw- in another ten years, and that's something I, I, I kind of want to see. Um, as far as you know, sports wise, I would I would love to see, like you said, a Luka championship, but more more importantly, an international championship. I want to see a. I w- I would love to see a, a Milwaukee Giannis versus a Luka. Like that would be so great for just just the global you know just the global community because in the last what six seven years, like 
the talent that came from everywhere just just you know just dominate with a Jokic, Embi, Giannis, Luca, Siakam, right? <clears throat> the talent list goes on. Ben Simmons, Jamal Murray, guys who are not from here, you know, as far as basketball wise, and it's making the the, the and making it bigger. And remember, remember, we were talking about over the past the summer about the FIBA, and you know, I want to see okay when the USA get their boys back, is it going to be a walk in the park? You know, you know. Are we gonna be able to see like <clears throat> like somebody let's say let's say for example, you know, so, you know, Serbia's so good. Does does Bogdanovich ever take that next step in the NBA where he's a star? And then when you talk about the Olympics, can him and Jokic can they can they upset the USA? You know, it's, it's just stuff like that, like that we want to see. Can 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 a Greece team get you know get some more better players around Giannis and you know, can Spain continue their down? You know, just 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 stuff like that. Like I'm looking forward to like, I'm definitely looking forward to this Olympics to see. Okay, if USA brings their best stars, are we still, you know, that much higher than everybody, or or is, has the gap shrunk a little bit? I don't think so. I think as long as the US sends their best, they're gonna beat everybody. Because when you look <laughs> at like the top ten players or top twelve in the league, ten of them are gonna be like if you do twelve, ten of them are gonna be American guys, our own guys. You can probably put in the top twelve. I mean, you got foreign going to be, Embiid, I, think, Giannis. I think Giannis, Jokic, and you can probably throw Doncic in because like Embiid, he won't play international. So like, I just look at like Giannis, Doncic, and Jokic. They're probably the only top 10, 12, or the top, you know, whatever number you want to throw out, top 10, top 12, top 15. Giannis, Jokic, and um, Doncic are going to be like, the only guys that will play international that are top 15 players. I think Ben Simmons is <clears> not top 15, so I won't count him. Yeah, now that's gonna be something you know fun to see when it comes down to it. Like, does does LeBron James play again? Does does is, does Kevin Durant heal up and play again and use USA as a you know kind of like a a warm up for the NBA season? Does guys like that play? Does even does even Kawhi play? You know he got low management. So in my eyes, why would you know? To me, why would you play? I mean, I know you put up for your country, but when you don't need to, you know what I mean? Like. Does does he even do that? You know, so so maybe you know it may be Jalen Harden and Davis may be your best players, and you know who who knows? A lot of guys are dropping out. I mean, I know it's not it's the FIBA, so you you, you never know. And I want to I want to see if USA can still dominate everything when it comes to Olympics. Because uh, we got 2020, 2024, and twenty we got three Olympics in this this next decade. And are we going to be lucky to you know to to dominate in tennis with? You know Serena and uh, what was it, Coco? Uh, you got you got some other players like that. You got golf. Can we still win? You know, can we can we compete in golf? And can we, you know, dominate around the world? Can we get better at sports we're not good at? You know, I, I, it's just it's just stuff like that. I just want to see it just from a competitive standpoint when it comes to like global impact because I f- I feel like once I feel like sports are like a a safe haven for everyone. Like you can always come together whether we're debating about something. Or whether we just, you know, just, or, or or that sport brings us together, it's always something. Um, if you could change one thing from the decade, sports or culturally, or you can even do one of both, what would you change? Hmm. I definitely, I definitely would change um, some theories that we do have. Like, I believe that Kevin Durant saved the Warriors, so you know, maybe not a change, but like an alternate universe of this decade. What if Durant stayed in OKC? Um, does Warriors does, do they have three championships? I don't, I don't, I don't believe so. I believe they only get that one that they got, and that was because uh, Love and Kyrie was, was was injured. So that's that would be another one I would change. I would change that. Let's let's keep Kevin Love, let, let Kevin Love and, and Kyrie be healthy 
in that final and let's see what happens. Um, it, 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 it's kind of like little little moves like that 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 change the landscape or you know a little alternate pair of you know universe. No, I I go the opposite way. I just say I would change James Harden doesn't get traded because that to me that really changed the whole landscape. Because like once Harden went to Rockets, that kind of opened it up for. Oh, Russ is injured. Oh, they're not because he got hurt. Then KD got hurt. So he just kind of opened up the West a lot more. Like he opened up for San Antonio to make it back a few more times. It opened up for the Warriors to to start their run. So I think like that Kevin, like if Kevin Durant, Russ, Harden, and Ibaka stayed together, if they wanted, just, they just paid the luxury tax. They could have been in a predicament to be the next team in the West because they were a problem already. But once you kind of let Harden go, and then things kind of spiraled with. Guys getting injured. I mean, of course, KD got his MVP in 2014, and Rush got his once. KD left as well. But if they were to stay together for maybe just two more years, they could have probably, you know, ran off one or two championships until James Harden did want to try to get, you know, his own team or something like that. But or they maybe they trade Russ instead and and let KD and Harden be a tandem. But you know, it's just one of those things where. Ownership make decision they made, and I think that, that really changed the course of the NBA because I thought OKC was up next. Yeah. Okay. Like. Yeah. See, I'm on the. I'm on that. I'm on that. Uh, a different like. Uh, if if this happened instead of that one, how much how much change? So uh, one way I would I would say is uh, what about what about the Patriots? Like, what would they have said if if Seattle had ran that ball instead of threw it, and if Falcons had held to that lead? Like what we what would we say about Tom and Bill Belichick as far as like legendary status when it comes to overall because they they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have won the championship since since like what if they had lost those two right there what was the one would be the last one they had won oh, no it would have been a while it'd have been like two thousand four <laughs> when they beat Philly so it would it would have took them a so, while so I think what they won they won they won back to back oh three oh four and then they won like oh six or something like that what no 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 they made it two thousand seven undefeated year lost to the Giants okay two thousand two thousand two I forgot which one the first one was um, no it was, it was two thousand they won two thousand one two thousand three two thousand four okay one that's what it was two thousand one two thousand four <clears throat> made it oh seven lost. Made an eleven loss and then they won. Wait, then they got six rings. Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, 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 they yeah. won last year. They won last year. <clears throat> so, I, I, I just kind of wonder what, what would have been said if they had went from 04 to last year. Like, like let's say, let's say even last year. Like Tom Brady, does Tom Brady even come back, or he just, you know, I've been, I finally got mine since 04. I'm gonna go to the house. You know, it's just like I, I wonder, like, what, what would have changed if they kept losing because. Obviously, you keep things rolling together if you win it, like especially like, how, like you win a Super Bowl. It's different if you win in you know division and you can't. That's all you can do. So you 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 make, you make your little changes, but like do they do they break up that Tom Brady before the last year's Super Bowl? Because remember you know remember that whole spiel about Belichick and they won the trade they won the trade Brady and keep Garoppolo. Like I wonder if they didn't win the championship, they probably would have done it. You know, like it just looked like that. Like, I wonder like the status of a Bill and Brady as far as. Would Brady have been the best quarterback? You think if he if he didn't win those two Super Bowls, like <clears throat> because you know I, I know I know a lot of people, you know a lot of people, you know Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan is on the pedestal because he's six and zero, and Brady's on the pedestal because he got six rings. And like you know guys like LeBron and and your Rodgers and your Peyton Manning can't touch him because they didn't win enough. And you know if he won 01, 03, or four, he got three to Peyton's to Peyton's uh two. Like <clears throat> are we saying? Brady that much better than Peyton Man, or or is it actually a debate? You know. 
Uh, it was, I mean, it's, a, it's still a debate either way because, you know, Peyton Manning is the, the best regular season quarterback ever. And, you know, playoff-wise, his record's pretty average, but, you know, he still led to one and kind of got one on the back end. But I think just the overall legacy, it was – it is dependent upon who you pick, you know, far as like preference wise, because people can always throw out, oh, the Patriots do this, Patriots do that, or oh, Colts don't have no defense. Like people can always throw out different, right, different theories and whatnot to different things. So it'll just be a preference thing. I, I would still lean Bray just because of he's had, even though they weren't winning for a stretch right there, he was still putting up historical seasons. They were still dominating. They were still dominating. They're still always there. So. You know, it would have kind of been like LeBron is instead of being right. yeah, six yeah, and three, yeah. it would have been three and six maybe or whatever. But they would have still been so dominant. It's like, well, can you really <clears throat> take away from that legacy when they're always there? Yeah, now that and that what you we said, I want to tell you about, about that too. Going, why is <laughs> why do people debate this? Why do people still say about you know LeBron James's losses? You know, in the finals. Why? Why is going to the finals a bad thing? I just, I never, I never got to that part where people debate when they debate you about LeBron. He, he, this and this in the finals, and I'm like, okay, <clears throat> y- y'all realize Tom Brady was, was, was basically a play away against the Seattle, and, and you know, miraculous comeback. Edelman had to catch that ball like he did because he dropped that pass on you know off the dude, you know, off the leg, whatever it was, crazy catch. If if you don't make a catch and you know Malcolm Butler don't jump that route, you're, you're talking about Tom Brady with a lot of losses in the, in the Super Bowl. So it's like I, I know he, he won it, so it's not it's not a debate. But it's like when when is making the finals a bad thing? I thought getting there is if you get there, you got fifty fifty shot of winning, and you better than everybody else in the league because you there and, and and they can't win it. So I don't know when when that. When that is, that is something I want to change in the next decade. Let's that's not, that's not beat on people who make it to the finals and, and lose it. Like, you know, if James Harden gets there, if he get there two, if he get there three times and he lose all three, he got there. So you know, he led the team to the finals. So can we, can we, can we relax on that? No, it just all depends upon people's perspective, man. Because it's like it, people want it both ways. Because they'll say one minute, oh, LeBron three and six in the finals. And then it's like, oh, James Harden never made it there. Well, Diane, you, well, Diane, you can't have it both ways. Like, so this dude get killed for not making it there, and this dude get killed for making it nine times. It's right. like, well, well, how can you please somebody? I mean, it's only gonna be it's thirty NBA teams. It only can be one champion. Like, dang it. So now we criticizing guys for making it there. Like, you yeah. you were good enough to win your conference. You made it there. You put up. A competitive series. I mean, and people just always look at these these numbers. Like that's why I hate about freaking analytics with like just these stats because like even just like hey, we just finished up week seventeen of the NFL season. Mike Zimmer's record is gonna say ten and six. Well, so what? He sat everybody for the last week of the year. So like, <laughs> and, he, and he almost won. <laughs> like he sat everybody the last week of the season. So like, is he right? They, they could have really won eleven game versus ten. So like that kind of stuff just affects. Stuff historically, or like all those years LeBron made those finals. Like, I'm big on guys being to carry a team, but if we be real about it, there were some teams LeBron made the finals with, they really shouldn't even been there because, especially when they made it to play the Spurs, I mean, the the, 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 the Pistons (laughs) Pistons just blew it. I mean, you couldn't stop one guy. So, I mean, 
it was great he made it during like his fourth year, but he really shouldn't even been there. Or all right, Kyrie leaves and then he goes from like the fourth seed to the finals. The Pacers should have probably beaten him. They had a more complete team, but LeBron's the best player in the world, so he can get you there. Right. Then you got Dilla Vadova, Kevin Love <laughs> went down, Kyrie goes down. Now you got Dilla Vadova, your second best player. I mean, of course you don't stand a chance in the finals, but you still got him two wins. It's like, come on, man. Look at the full context. Yeah, the, the Dallas Mavericks series happened, but there were some other years where he shouldn't even been in the finals. You know what I mean? Right. I'm about to say outside of, I mean, I mean, Kobe and Shaq had had a bad loss in the finals. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna say losing to the Pistons and the Bad Boys Pistons was bad for Matt Johnson, but you know, or uh, no, no, nobody cared because they had out of one. Right. So like you know, who did, really... who did the Sixers beat? The Sixers beat Lakers yeah, in the finals. Eight, eight and three, yeah, yeah. So that probably. I mean, you you could probably not knock that. Maybe you know, maybe you know, you you, you could always find a loss that you know. Why? Why? Why was that? You know, but uh, yeah, we we gotta we gotta stop trying to, you know, play both sides of the fence. And like you said, you know, just your example with Zimmer is like, okay, now they are gonna say, oh, the Vikings ain't beat the Bears in two years. You know, it's like, okay, well, yeah, yeah. People don't <laughs> people don't look at the full content. They just look at yeah. these numbers, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna run with that. No, you can't just yeah. pick, you can't just pick another run with it. Like, at least look at the context. Like, like this year. I've been heavy on Ryan Tannehill as like having being comeback player of the year, and he's been playing at a, I would say a Pro Bowl level. So then you got okay, so I like I picked out a person that has been on the same trajectory. Drew Brees has been playing on the same level as Ryan Tannehill, vice versa. Tannehill saved the Titans' season; they were two and four going nowhere. Drew Brees threw the ball ninety more times, but they still have they they played about the same amount of games, similar stats, and everything. But Drew throws the ball more, so the stats really favor Tannehill more because what the numbers Drew got, he to throw it ninety more times. That's basically two more games worth of throws. I'm about to say, yeah. Then you got top of that, like he not only does Tannehill has a leading rusher on his team, like his leading rusher, like it's not his fault. Every time he gets the ball, he breaks a sixty yard touchdown. Exactly. <laughs> like, man, so. like, see, so that throws away some plays, for, you know, for, for Tannehill. And, yeah, you're right, like. That's that's something I want to do change going into the next decade too. Can we can we stop leaning on you know the name value so much? Like I've been seeing people you know posting you know LeBron LeBron versus Luka in their first you know hundred games. Man, people you know, can't blah, blah, be blah. people can't be objective, man. Like right, people out here, yeah. people out here making all NBA decade teams putting three fours. It ain't no All Star game. The all, <laughs> the all NBA team has a center. People are they want to force Kawhi, LeBron, and. KD on these all decade teams so bad they want to use the all star format when the all NBA team you still use the center. Like, I mean, y'all stop disrespecting Dwight Howard, man. That was the most dominant center of this era. Like, stop disrespecting dude like that. Yeah, and you got you got guys putting Kobe on the all decade team. My boy, man, that's my boy. He played like three years. <laughs> man, bro, people still trying to throw D Wade on. Man, D Wade was fading out. Like, James Harden has been the most dominant guard. Outside of Steph Curry, this era, like okay, D Wade won two championships. He was riding LeBron coattails for him. Like, come on, man. Yeah, he, has, he, he had some decent, decent years. But <laughs> he he went D Wade from '06, and then to do we even know who the real D Wade is? He spent most of his time on the surgery table. I always heard. <laughs> hey, um, but before we get out of here, have you been looking at the NFL 100 list? They finally finished it up, and you know. 
there's a lot of guys that have been left off. So I wonder will they get this? So all right, so I'm not I'm not I'm gonna let that go because they they had they had to pay a homage to the old guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna be fine with that. But man, forget all that. TO's gonna be on now. Oh yeah, T no, definitely, definitely. Um but when we get to this all NFL decade team, um they better get they better get it right. That they don't like at least now it's only for this decade. So I I want to see them get it right. I I, I want to see who makes the decade list because you know I, I guess the last time the last time I wasn't so in, I was you know being I was like thirteen. So I'm not I wasn't so involved in, in the last in the last decade when it comes to like um when it comes to is it right was it right I was able to process this whole decade from you know being a fan from 2010 all the way to 2019 so I want to see they get it right because I know, I know a lot of guys that has kind of been forgotten or whatever and I want to see if they have to get it right I'm kind of I'm, I'm waiting wait on that to be posted out I don't know when they're gonna get that done but I want to see that I want to see that the NBA in the decade team the NFL decade team done right because it should because especially when I got to see but you know the whole the whole thing in context because like you know 2000 you know we was all we was pretty young. And we knew what was going on, but we didn't know what was going on. So, but this this decade, we definitely know. Man, all I know is Adrian Peterson better be on. He better be. He better be. He better be. He better be. I got. I got to fight somebody. I don't know who I got to fight. But I mean, for receiver, you can go a couple <laughs> different routes. I'll probably go Julio and Larry Fitzgerald. Um, I hate to knock Calvin, but I'll probably go Julio and Larry. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe maybe Tony Brown too. I don't know how many guys to get out there, but. You know, we'll see. Oh, we'll see yeah, what it comes down to. Yeah, he crazy. He crazy. So he might. He might get. He might get not on it because they might think he's just crazy. So they ain't gonna put him on. <laughs> you, you know how the media be, uh, for that. So yeah, I, I guess I would probably go AB over Larry because, oh, it, it's it's a close call. I guess AB had better years than Larry this decade. I guess because, you no, know, Larry had a few years where he didn't get a thousand yards, and AB was. Normally gonna get a thousand yards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we gonna lead the league in, in catches, everything. <laughs> and, and he he played like outside of his what first year and a half, he played every year after that from like twenty twelve until now at a high level. So, well, of course he got sit out this year, but outside of his first two years and last year, he played the other years at at peak level, like best in the league level. Right, so I don't know when they're going to announce that, but we're definitely going to have to discuss that one because I feel like they're going to make a mistake. Um, anything, anything you want to say when we get out of here for this deck in this decade off? Uh, you know, happy New Year to everybody. I hope everybody set some goals. Uh, I know we had some goals personally and for the pod. So just a happy New Year, everybody. Uh, keep on listening. Keep on tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, rate us. Any feedback is good. We want to keep giving you guys what you like for 2020. Oh, yeah, definitely. 2020 is like, yeah, we're about to blow up. <laughs> but uh, uh, happy new year, everybody. And, uh, hey, we come, we come, we coming right back as soon as the new year starts, man. We coming right with it. So y'all stay tuned, man. Uh, preach, care, preach. We're Rashad. We are the prophets. And we out. <laughs>